Good morning. Thanks for tuning in. This is Pastor Julie Lewis from Asbury United Methodist Church in Smyrna, Delaware, where we share the love of God and the good news of Jesus Christ in all we do. Hi, it's Pastor Julie, and we are in our series transformed becoming a true disciple of jesus christ where we talk about the marks of a disciple what does it mean to be a true disciple what gets transformed in our lives and today we're talking about transformed relationships and so the scripture reading this morning is a familiar one it's john 13 34 to 35 and jesus said I give you a new commandment that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples. If you have love for one another, the word of God for God's people, thanks be to God. So have you ever been part of a group, maybe a family, maybe friends, maybe coworkers that just got along so well? Are there people in your life who just get you, who understand you and like you just the way you are with no judgment at all? Some of us have real families that are like that. You're just close. You talk almost every day. You know what's going on. They can talk to you about all the stuff that's happening or that they might be feeling, and it's, well, good. Some of us have friends like that. I knew a couple of graduating classes in Laurel that weren't that big, and they got together all the time. They knew each other's comings and goings and were there for one another, celebrating when they celebrated and crying with them in those times when only tears would do. Some of us are privileged to be married to someone who knows us like that, that is truly like our other half, that can finish our sentences, who dreams our dreams, and completes us. Relationships like these are such blessings, and I know the joy I've gotten from the relationships in my life that have been like these. What is that relationship for you? The one that feeds your soul or just helps you find a reason to keep on going day after day. The one that gives you a sense of purpose and hope, that connection that we all long for. A relationship, by definition, is the connection between things. Now, usually that's between people, but we've altered it to mean like between a person and an object, like food. Like my relationship with food is a love-hate kind of relationship. We've also altered it to mean two people that have had a sexual encounter or in an ongoing intimate togetherness. But for today's message, we're using relationship to talk about how people get along with each other, how how we connect and stay connected or not. So what happens when good relationships go bad? For each and every good relationship you can think of, I'm sure there's at least one we might describe as broken. That's what divorce is all about, right? A once beautiful relationship is broken. A disconnect happens and we find ourselves separate and distant. And I can relate to this since I've been divorced. I find that for most divorces or any other kind of broken relationship, 
The underlying cause of that brokenness stems from a lack of trust. One or both parties involved have behaved in a way that has broken that trust. Maybe abuse, verbal or physical. Maybe betrayal of some kind, like an affair or breaking a promise. Lying. Well, I'm sure you remember well what caused the broken relationship that came to your mind. So how can these broken relationships be healed? What would we want them to be? And what does God want? for our relationships. Well, the Bible is actually a story of relationships. So many examples of good relationships, bad relationships, good ones that became broken and broken ones that were healed. We see them all. Good relationships include, but are not limited to, Ruth and Naomi, a mother and daughter-in-law. And I love that one because I have great relationships with my own two daughters-in-law, David and Jonathan, best friends. I have a friend like that too. Then the not so good ones like Saul and David, you know, Saul tried to kill him on several occasions. Cain and Abel, the first brothers, Cain actually did kill him. Then good ones that went bad but were restored like Joseph and his brothers who sold him into slavery, yet he managed to forgive them and welcome them into his home. Jacob and Esau, brothers again, who were okay, but then became enemies after Jacob stole his blessing. That relationship was restored years later when Jacob went home and apologized. And the Bible begins with the story of our foundational and most important relationship, our relationship with God. And as I've said many times before, we were created to be in a relationship with God. That's why we're here. God created everything so that we would have a place to be and a place to be in a relationship with God. And God created us out of love to give and to receive love. The greatest commandment reflects it all. It is to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and your neighbor as yourself. It's all about love, and it's love that makes a relationship good. A relationship, again, by definition, is the connection between two things. In this case, two entities, and the thing that connects them is love. It's not a true relationship without love. Love being given and love received, going in both directions. That when love is given and received by both parties, you have a relationship. That's the connection. That's why having just a physical intimate encounter is not really a relationship. <laughs> We can get into what that really is another time, but in order to have a relationship in God's definition, love must exist and be given and received. That's what the first human beings had with God, a beautiful give and take relationship of love. God loved them and they loved God and it was good. God's words, not mine.
Then that life-giving relationship was broken when they broke trust with God. They didn't keep their promise. They decided they knew better than God or at the very least wanted to be like God and they betrayed God's trust by eating the one fruit they were told not to eat. To make things worse, they hid from God. They blamed God for their actions and they tried to make excuses. In that moment, the relationship between God and human beings was irreparably broken. Their actions brought sin into the world and that sin has lived in us ever since. That sin has broken our relationship with God because we are no longer loving to God the way we were created to be, the way God has always loved us. Just like a wayward spouse that has an affair, trust has been broken. The love we once shared struggles to return. The relationship is no longer a two-way exchange of love, give and take. In most marriages that end this way, both parties agree to separate and go their different ways, moving on to something new. But in our case, in our relationship with God, we went another way. But God decided to stick with us, to never leave us, to keep on loving us with the same unconditional love for all time. The hard truth is that when one party of a broken relationship works to restore it all on their own, without desire of the other party to work on it, it's hard. It takes sacrifice. It takes being willing to be rejected. It takes patience and persistence. And sometimes it takes a miracle. Now, I'm not talking about human beings' intent on getting their significant other back by stalking them and always watching them, never leaving them alone. That's just plain creepy. But what I'm talking about is the work of our divine creator who made us for love and who, when we gave up on our relationship with God, never gave up on us. That's why God sent Jesus. God kept working throughout history to bring us back into a relationship with him. Read your Bible and you'll see time and time again, God working in history to restore in us the loving relationship we were created for. But knowing that we could never find our way back to him on our own, he sent Jesus, born to be a human, just like us, to show us what it meant to have a relationship with him and to show us what true love really looked like, selfless, sacrificial, and unconditional. That's what he meant when he said, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they are doing. And that's why he was willing to die to bring us back to God. See, Jesus is all about relationships. His birth brought people of all ages, cultures, and statuses together. There was a reason for that. God is the God of all people. God loves all his children, no matter what they look like, act like, talk like, or live like. As Jesus walked among us, he showed us that relationships can be found and nurtured everywhere. His great love showed in his compassion as he healed the sick, forgave the sinners, freed those trapped by circumstances and injustice, 
taught those who longed for wisdom, and fed the hungry souls he encountered. He taught us that love is an action word. It's not what we feel, it's what we do. Just before the verses we read this morning, Jesus had washed the feet of his disciples as an example of how we are to love one another. He didn't just stand there and give big hugs or use flowery words to talk about how he was feeling. He showed it to us by taking the place of a servant, humbling himself to wash the feet of his disciples. Just as I have loved you, he says, you also should love one another. And then he went even further to show what real love looks like. Even after he had been betrayed, after his closest friends had broken trust, turned him in, or just plain abandoned him, he still walked to the cross in order to make a way to restore that broken relationship. He gave his life so that the ones he loved could live. I think about the police officer who recently put his car in the path of an oncoming car and died to save the lives of the other people in harm's way. I think about the Germans who hid the Jewish people in their attics and homes to protect them from the Nazis, putting their own lives at risk, some of them actually being executed in the end. I think about the many healthcare workers who enter COVID-infested units every day, knowing they could get it and die, but they do it anyway. That's what real love, Jesus' love, looks like. And it's the only kind of love that can heal a broken relationship, restore the connection between us and God and between each other. This is the love that can heal broken marriages, broken families, and broken friendships, showing us how to love one another instead of giving up or giving in. And I don't know about you, but it's that love that draws me to Jesus, that makes me want to be in love with God, that keeps me in love with Jesus. It's the love given to and for me, selfless, sacrificial, and unconditional. Because I know I've done many things that have caused harm to my relationship with God and with other people. I need forgiveness in order to pick up and start over. Before I knew the love of Jesus, there was a hole in my heart, an emptiness, a longing for something that I now know was the restoration of my relationship with God, my loving, give and take relationship with my creator. And it took me a long time to see how my love for Jesus was the only way to get it back and to be restored, to be whole again. Because without God in my life, everything was broken and nothing seemed right. And when I had that moment of understanding, when I finally said yes to receiving the love God has for me in Jesus, that's when I felt like I had started in a new direction, that I had been transformed. 
Once I understood what Jesus had done for me, I began to love him simply because I saw how much he loved me. I have never been the same again, and it has changed everything. It is by God's grace, his unconditional love for each one of us, that we can have that relationship restored, renewed, and transformed. God never gave up on us, never stopped loving us, and never will. God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. You can count on that. You can trust God no matter how many times we break trust with God. He never leaves us or forsakes us no matter what. This is what anchors my soul, keeps me going in the dark times, and helps me get back up when I fall down. But it is that great love, that life-giving relationship with God that transforms my relationships with other human beings too. See, the cross is both vertical and horizontal, and the vertical represents how Jesus' death restored our relationship with God. And the horizontal represents how it restores our relationship with each other. Just as I have loved you, he said, you also should love one another. A true disciple of Jesus Christ is loving, loving to God and to their neighbor, which is really every human being, not just the one who lives next door, by the way. That love is seen in how we act in what we do. A true disciple forgives others because we know we have been forgiven. A true disciple loves and prays for their enemies, not just the people they like, because we know that we were once enemies of God. A true disciple considers every follower of Jesus Christ, their brother and sister, our family. Relationships meant so much to Jesus that he gave birth to the church, a community of people who profess their love of Christ and each other. We are called to be in relationship with each other. We call the church our family, and it is because we are united together as God's children, heirs of God's great love for us. We are called to be in relationships with each other and to build relationships with others so that our family can grow in the name of love that we call Jesus. A true disciple is in love with God and worships God, stays connected to God, and shows their love for Christ by how they behave in the world. That love transforms all our relationships because we will see everyone through the eyes of our Creator, aware that sin breaks relationships and that only the love of God can restore them and make us whole. For the true disciple, love means sacrifice. So we put aside our personal desires and comforts and take on that mission trip to places without our normal creature comforts. We go into our community to serve those whose society says are beneath us because we see them through the eyes of God. We look for the good in everyone because we know that the image of God is in there somewhere. We never give up on anyone even if 
We're just reduced to praying for their transformation too. In this world, there is a lot of brokenness. Good relationships are hard to come by. But in order for those relationships to be restored or healed, it begins with the restoration of our relationship with God, the foundation of all our relationships, the foundation of love. Once we receive that love, we can begin to give it away to God and to one another. Jesus said, they will know you are my disciples if you have love for one another. So let the love of God transform you and then watch as that same love pours into you and through you and transforms your relationships. Receive and then give all the love you can in all the ways you can in all the places you can in all the times you can. And be transformed into a true loving disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen.